0: Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Steven Henderson, and as always, I'm glad you've joined us. Remember to join us next Tuesday, September 10th, at the Detroit Public Library for the finale of this summer's WDET Book Club. All summer, we have been reading and discussing Dr. Monahanna Atisha's book, What the Eyes Don't See. We've been talking about safe water and environmental justice and infrastructure at a number of different events around Southeast Michigan. Uh, At this finale event, we're going to be joined by Dr. Mona herself to continue that conversation. Uh, And we're also going to be joined by Jim Ananick, who is the member of the Senate who represents the city of Flint. So you're not going to want to miss that conversation. Uh, If you want to join us again, September 10th at the Detroit Public Library. Uh, We're asking that people register to attend. It is free, but we'd love you to sign up. And you can do that at wdet.org slash events. Okay, up first today, the S-word is starting to echo inside the chambers of the state capitol in Lansing. And that S-word is shutdown, a word we have not heard in Lansing for many, many years now. Governor Whitmer says she wants lawmakers to send her a budget that includes road funding uh, that would significantly increase revenues for infrastructure. On this show last week, Whitmer accused Republican leaders of dragging their feet on the budget and on roads failing to offer any serious solutions. She criticized them for leaving Lansing this summer without passing a budget.
1: Well, I've been working at it for six months. The legislature uh, took the whole summer off. For the first time in nine years, they took an extended summer break without getting a budget done. And that means our schools are already two months into their fiscal year. Same with our municipalities. Uh, There's not collective bargaining that's happening at the state level or at the municipal level or in our districts because the legislature took that summer break. So while they're finally starting to come back, it's time for them to get serious about putting an alternative on the table to solve the infrastructure crisis we have in Michigan.
0: Okay, pretty serious accusations there by Governor Gretchen Whitmer. You had to respond to those criticisms and talk about what's happening with roads and the budget is the Republican leader of the state Senate, Majority Leader Mike Shirkey. He is a Republican from Clark Lake. He represents Michigan's 16th State Senate District. Senator Shirkey, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning, sir. So uh, I assume you just heard the things that Governor Whitmer said on this program last week. Uh, what's your response to what she's saying? Why did the legislature take the summer off for the first time in eight years?
1: Well, I'm not sure through what filter she was viewing that uh, view, but I could tell you right now that very uh, very few of us who would would agree that we took a summer off, for heaven's sakes. I said from the beginning of the year that we should do insurance reform, then a budget, then roads. Uh, my governor decided and insisted on trying to do roads and the budget at the same time. And so being a team player, I said, we'll try. And so we worked all summer long offering multiple options on roads to, to tie it into the budget. Uh, only to be rejected and in most cases not even be responded to. And so we worked all summer t- uh, trying to do so and now it's gotten to the point where it becomes it's becoming more clear that uh, we're not going to be able to tie them together, which was one of the concerns I had from the beginning. And so now we're endeavoring to finish up a budget, which we will. Uh, there is no budget crisis. It will be done and delivered to my governor in plenty of time for her to negotiate and uh, and sign. Uh, i'm I'm still committed to work on other proposals with regards to roads, but as of right now, there's a pretty big gap between us.
0: so uh, the Governor in the spring came out and said that she had an idea for fixing the roads. She said if you add forty five cents, to the gas tax in this state that it would generate the, um, the right amount of revenue to catch us up on the the delays that we've had and the sort of gap funding that's not been there for roads. Uh, the Senate said that it would come out with its own plan in early summer. Uh, you say that you've made proposals to the governor for how to fix roads, but we haven't seen anything publicly. That the Senate has proposed, are you guys prepared to say publicly what you would do to make the roads
1: better? Well, as uh, I have said repeatedly, that uh, we we negotiated with her to de- decide to keep our talks confidential, and I've lived up to that uh, commitment. Uh, I I can just tell you that we've offered her liter- legitimately four different proposals in writing, uh, all had different. Similar uh, feelings to them, but uh, some different flavors. Um, but I'm not gonna no, I'm not gonna reveal something that we've we have agreed to keep in uh, private because we're still negotiating. Um, but I can just tell you that uh, that's a real statement and and uh, she can continue to claim that we've not offered anything. but I mean she not- says you
0: haven't offered anything serious. She says that there's nothing you've put on the table that fills the gap the the money gap that's been identified.
1: Well, uh, maybe I'll see her this week and ask her if she minds if I go public with some of the plans that I think are very serious, and then she can defend herself. But right now, I'm going to honor my word and uh, keep, it, keep it private, keep it part of the negotiations process.
0: So, so you said earlier that you think it may be impossible to continue to talk about roads and the budget together as kind of tie-barred. Issues. Uh, explain why you think that's true, and what you think might be accomplished if you if you separated them.
1: Well, if we separate them, then we can quickly uh, prosecute a budget that meets most of her, quite frankly, most of her uh, other budget priorities that she announced uh, early in the spring. Uh, Sands wrote, uh, even her own party leaders in the Senate and the House have come out publicly in the last week saying they're not sure her proposal and uh, by the way I would characterize her my governor's proposal as a, a kind of a lazy proposal uh, it's really simple to just tell people we need more money uh, I believe that this uh, issue that we're facing which is perpetual and will be ongoing uh, requires us first to reprioritize our current spending then evaluate our cash flows and only last is the last option do we raise uh, new revenue and that's precisely those are Precisely the kinds of things that were included in all of the budgets, excuse me, all of the proposals that we've given to her. Uh, but, uh, you know, even her own party leaders have, have indicated that they think that the 45 cent uh, proposal is DOA. Yeah.
0: I mean, uh, you, you've got uh, Democratic leader in the House, Christine Gregg, saying that uh, she thinks it's probably the extreme and won't pass, even in that chamber, which Democrats. Uh, um, you know, uh, you would think they would be supporting, of course, uh, the 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 governor in that in that way. You know, I I also course, wonder- you
1: also noticed, even that uh, uh-huh. to date nobody nobody has introduced a legislation uh, supporting that notion, even you no know, Democrats as well.
0: Right. Um, at at the same time, you're saying that you feel like there are other ways, other than in- increasing taxes or fees, to to fill that hole. Wouldn't it at this point be advantageous to your negotiations, but also to the state to be able to be able to consider those things? You know, what are the ways that we could perhaps save money or, or spend less uh, and, and also improve roads? I mean, I guess I'm, I'm puzzled by this idea that we shouldn't be having a public debate about this, given how close we are to the budget deadline.
1: You know, all difficult and complex issues are generally negotiated uh, r- rather closely because, for instance, a leak gets out and blows uh, the intent or the proportion uh, out of whack, and then people start getting railing on something that is actually not accurate. For instance, there's plenty of rumors going around that we're going to destroy the pension program by wanting to readjust the cash flows there, Mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is that would actually help secure future payments for such and make it uh, more likely that those obligations would be met. But of course, that's not what you're hearing because of the leaks coming out of, not out of my office, but out of those, uh, I think, more closely associated with my governor. So that's the reason why, uh, oftentimes, on complex situations, issues like this, you know, the most of the negotiations take place be, uh, behind the scenes and then you make public what you tentatively agreed on and that's when opinions then are allowed to be to enter into the equation.
0: Hmm. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson and my guest is State Senate Majority Leader Mike Shirkey, a Republican from Clark Lake. He represents Michigan's 16th State Senate District. Uh, he is uh, talking about... The budget negotiations in Lansing and how they are wrapped around still at this point uh, negotiations over a roads package. Uh, We're talking about how likely we are to see a deal take place before October 1st. Uh, Also talking about what Senate majority or what Senate Republicans and House Republicans want to do about roads. Governor Whitmer says that uh, 45 cents added to the gas tax would take care of The shortfall that we have on roads, Uh, Republicans have said there are better ways to do that. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. Tell us what your reaction is to this impasse in Lansing over roads and the budget. Are you optimistic that uh, state leaders can tackle some of these big issues in an era of divided government? And what are some of your ideas for fixing the roads? Do you like Governor Whitmer's idea that 45 cents on the gas tax just takes care of all of this? Or do you think we ought to be a little more creative and add in some things that are not necessarily new revenue or new taxes? As always, the number on the phones here is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there. Or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll try to work you into the conversation. Uh, Senator, before we get to phones themselves, we did have a caller who said that uh, she was insulted that you were calling the 45-cent gas tax lazy uh the idea is that we do have to throw money at it that's exactly what we need to do according to that caller uh and there's nothing lazy about saying uh let's go make sure that we have that how do you how do you answer that that criticism and and are you hearing from constituents who say we do just need more money for roads and uh, maybe you ought to just go ahead and approve that
1: now, the, the the widespread opinion across the state, fact we, frankly, we just finished this, another series of polls, uh, reinforced the notion that nobody believes we need to raise gas taxes 45 cents. Just about everybody believes we do need to spend more revenue on roads. And uh, every, just about everybody agrees that we should first look at our current spending before we... Uh, uh, resort to increasing taxes. When I say lazy, I mean it. I don't mean to be disrespectful, but it's just, uh, you know, every time a problem comes up, we can't afford, the citizens of Michigan, the economy in Michigan can't afford just to simply go raise taxes. And uh, we do think, I do believe that uh, new revenue is required for roads, and and in every proposal that we put in front of the governor uh, included material new revenue. So it's not like we're ignoring it. It's just not to the level in which uh, she proposed
0: mm. uh, again 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. No shock, we've got a lot of folks who want to talk about this issue. Let's start with Khaled in Brownstown. Khaled, welcome to Detroit today.
1: Hey, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, I I do know the go. I have met the go in there. I really think she's a nice person. She has a good heart for for state the whole state of Michigan. But the $0.45 gas increase is not a good idea. There are other solutions. I think if I have to pay $5 for one pop at a Tigers game, have the Tigers donate a million dollars each. Or, you know, all the (laughs) sports team players pay. Donate a million dollars each. And also, the governor, Rick Schneider, proposed a... um, well, oh, yeah, he passed a bill raising the fees for registration. Mm-hmm. Where's that money going? He even said it was going to go for the roads.
0: Yeah, no, it was. Uh, Khaled, I appreciate the call uh, and the questions. Uh, Senator Shirky, th- that idea of maybe we get uh, that money from, from corporations like the Detroit Tigers, that's kind of an interesting uh, uh, departure from, from taxes. I wonder, I wonder, again, I know you're not prepared to talk about the kinds of things that you put on the table, but maybe give us a sense of, of how creative you guys have tried to be, uh, but then also talk about the money that we have from increased registration fees and what that is actually doing.
1: So we've deployed uh, all the money, all the new revenue that we raised in the 2015 bill for transportation, except for the last 300 million, which will be deployed this, this next budget year. So as a result of that, we will now be spending for perpetuity, or at least until the future legislature changes it, another 1.2 billion on top of our historical spending every year. So if people are frustrated with Orange Barrel this summer, even without any new additional revenue, which is not what I'm uh, uh, advocating for, uh, there's going to be even more orange barrels next year and the following year and the following year. We are on a very steep curve of aggressively going after roads. And uh, one one important note, Stephen, from a historical perspective, nobody, I'm and I've advised my governor to be careful about how she characterizes this as well in a very respectful way, but nobody should, should uh, represent any plan as a final plan because roads and infrastructure and technology changes will be forever in front of us, and it's dangerous to do that. Let me give you one quick anecdotal example. Mm -hmm. In 1839, the the newly elected governor of New York State, uh, William Henry Seward, was going to be the primary opponent for Abraham Lincoln in 1860, but in 1839 he announced in his inaugural address that the New York State of New York needed. He was concerned about more money for roads, more money for public education, and a concern about access to skilled labor. That was 180 years ago, and those kinds of challenges still exist today and will, will exist into the future. Mm.
0: Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number. Let's go to Brian in Detroit. Brian, welcome to the show. Uh, good morning. How y'all doing today? Good. How are you?
1: All right. I just have a question. If all these proposals are, that he offers are so great, and they had control of the legislature and the House for eight years. How come none of that was passed during Governor Snyder's extent? Uh,
0: Brian, great question. Uh, Senator Shirkey, you're talking about the proposals that you're putting on the table right now for a Democratic governor to work out with a Republican legislature uh, just last year. And for the eight years prior, we had complete Republican control of government. Why weren't these proposals put into place then?
1: Well, and under those 8 years we did raise 1.2 billion which is not a small number. Uh, in politics when you get to the root of it is two things. One is many people talking and the other is it's the art of the possible. And so we got as much done as we thought we could get done and now we're out to the next phase. I am I am in no way bothered by my current governor making roads a continued high priority. I'm just concerned that uh, the approach that she's uh, Uh, suggesting would be very damaging to uh, workers in Michigan and our economy. And there are other ways in which we can, frankly, reprioritize how we spend money. And so those are the kinds of uh, proposals that have been in front of her now, and they're legitimate. Um, They do take away from her ability to start new programs in the future, at least for the short term. But we have to ask ourselves the question. If roads are number one priority, that's where we should be putting our money.
0: So, so quickly before I let you go, yes, sir. It, it does seem a reasonable question for people in this state about why Republicans if, – if Republicans could not, when they had complete control of government, solve this problem in a way that would last and take care of all of it, should we be at all optimistic that divided government will yield – more than what we already have. I mean, it should have been easier over the last eight years to get further than it will be now. Are we wrong to think that?
1: Well, I'm not going to say you're wrong. I just think maybe it's a little bit uh, uh, Pollyannish. And actually, I believe uh, divided government in this particular case may actually work to our advantage because it's hard to get uh, full caucuses of Republicans to embrace new revenue and it's appropriate for them to have that kind of resistance to do so. And so to accomplish what we, what I believe we need to accomplish, uh, as I've just described to you over the last 15 minutes or so, uh, I believe it will, it will end up requiring bipartisan support, and which is exactly what was assumed in all of our proposals that we've placed in front of the governor.
0: And are you willing to say unequivocally we will not have a government shutdown uh, after October 1st?
1: I will say that there's no reason for us to have a government shutdown.
0: Okay. All right. Senator Mike Shirky, State Senate Majority Leader, Republican from Clark Lake, who represents the 16th State Senate District. Always great to talk with you. Thanks very much for being with us. Thank you, Stephen. Have a great day. You too. Up next, we're going to talk about the start of the school year and the many challenges that Michigan school districts face. Stay with us. Stay with us on the phones. Tell us about the first day of school in your house. 313 577 1019 is the number. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today.